Thank you, Miss Angela. That was a great children's message this morning. Um, I've got a deeper voice today. Maybe it's because I'm thankful that my team won last night. So, um, but yeah, screaming doesn't do much for the voice in cold weather. But anyway, the text today is uh, this passage of Scripture from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. I feel like the sermon is going to be good today because of this beautiful altar in behind me. Um, just so appreciative of our altar guild throughout the year, uh, adorning our worship space. Uh, just really well done today. So yeah, thank you. And the title of the sermon today is uh, Thank You, Thank You. I don't know if I'll ever preach a sermon that'll be remembered for years after I've been gone, but I've had that experience happen to me on several different occasions, and, and, and one was when I heard a sermon by Dr. Reginald Mallett back in 1997. Um, I was in my first appointment as an associate pastor fresh out of seminary. Uh, Dr. Mallett was this Methodist, uh, ordained Methodist minister who was also a physician, and he lived in uh, England, and every couple of years he would come over here to America, and he would tour all through the South, and he would offer revival messages for different churches, and I'm not even sure, St. Mark's may have even had Dr. Mallett here uh, a time or two, but... Uh, I remember hearing him preach for the first time back in 1997, and, and, and one of his sermons in particular just sort of has stayed with me my entire life, and, and who knows, maybe I've even shared uh, a portion of that sermon with you here before. I don't keep notes of when I say things, so just nod and say, wow, that was a great story if, if I've told it to you uh, before. But Dr. Mallett started out on this particular sermon, and he was talking about uh, how he had a friend in seminary who was a German. And, and so how appropriate that Miss Angela's sermon, uh, children's message this morning, included the German word for thank you. Well, this, this German seminary student was an absolutely amazing mind. He had a keen intellect. He was a brilliant dude. He was a, he was a scholar. He was a theologian. But, but the one issue that he had is he sort of struggled with the English language. It was not his primary language. And, and so, as smart as the guy was, there were times when he was really struggling to understand what people were saying and, and what they meant. And one of the things that this particular uh, seminary student from Germany had an issue with is whenever he would say the words, thank you, he would always follow those words with the words, very much. And, and not only would he just say very much, but he would emphasize those two words so that it sort of seemed strange. So like if uh, you walk, he walked in this morning and one of our ushers handed him a bulletin, he would say, thank you very much. Or if he was at a grocery store and he was paying for his purchase and received change back, he would say, thank you very much. And so his seminary friends began to pick up on this, and, and, and so they told him, they said, look, you know, here uh, we, we 
only use the words very much for like special occasions. I mean, if it's just a minor kindness that someone has done for you, there's no need to say very much. A simply a thank you would suffice. And so the guy's trying to file this away and said, okay, I'm going to try to help this improve my English language. A few weeks later, he was invited to go to a church outside of London. And after the service was over, he uh, was having a conversation with an elderly woman that was in the pew with him. And she learned that he had to take the train back into London and that the train wasn't going to run for an hour or two later. And she didn't want this young seminary student to be by himself. And so she invited him to go out and to have some tea while they waited on his train to go back into London. And the German seminary student, remembering what his friend said, responded to that invitation by saying, Thank you, but not very much. <laughs> Still had a little bit to learn. Gratitude is so important. It's important in Scripture. If you think about just the life of Jesus alone, you think about how that Jesus, um, when He received the fish and the loaves of bread that was collected when He was teaching out by the sea that day, the Scripture says that Jesus took those loaves and those uh, fish that had been given to him and he did what he gave thanks to God he expressed gratitude to God and then he distributed them to everybody around feeding 5,000 people you remember the story about Jesus when he finds out that his dear friend Lazarus has died and Jesus is, goes to the grave and he's about to call Lazarus out of the grave. He's about to raise him from the dead. And what does Jesus do? Jesus looks up and says, Father, I thank you that you have already heard me. Do you remember what Jesus did in that last supper that he experienced with his closest disciples before he was crucified at Golgotha? It says he gathered them together in an upper room and uh, they were going to celebrate the Passover meal and he took the bread and he took the cup that was there and it says that he lifted them up and he gave thanks to God before he broke the bread and before he passed the cup. Gratitude is so very, very important in Scripture. And it's so very, very important to each one of us. In our scripture lesson this morning, we read this story about ten lepers. Um, leprosy, I, I preached a, a, a similar story several weeks ago about a, someone with leprosy that Jesus healed. And you might remember that if you had leprosy, not only was that a physical and painful ailment, but it was also a sure sign of social isolation. If you had uh, leprosy, not only did you hurt 
physically, but you, you hurt emotionally and spiritually because you were thrown out of your community and you had to live on the outskirts of town and you couldn't go to birthday parties and you couldn't go to a worship experience and you couldn't touch and embrace and love on your family. The only people you could be around if you had leprosy were other lepers themselves. And so in our story today, we have these ten lepers and they, they see Jesus and, and they keep their distance because if they hadn't have kept their distance, they would have quickly and surely been uh, punished and thrown back out into the, out the wild. It says they kept their distance, but then they prayed. And they said to Jesus, Lord, have mercy on us. And we're told that Jesus told those uh, ten lepers to go and to show themselves to the priest. And, and as they turned around to make their way to show themselves to the priest, uh, they, the priest was like the public health official of the day. Uh, they were the ones that diagnosed uh, leprosy, but they were also the ones that had to diagnose that you'd been cured of your leprosy. And the only way that you could resume a normal life, the only way you could return to your family if you had leprosy is to be pronounced by the priest as having been cleansed. They turned and they were on their way to the priest and they discovered that they'd all been healed. And then we're told that only one of those ten turned around and went back to Jesus and said, thank you. And, and, and it seems to me that Jesus is not so worried about the other nine uh, not coming back to say thank you because Jesus wanted to receive a word of thanks. Uh, it seems to me that what Jesus has said when he tells the one that did return that your faith has made you well, well, he'd already been healed of his leprosy. So he had to have meant something else when he says that your faith has made you well. I think what Jesus was trying to say is that when we are grateful, when we are grateful for what has been done for us, when we are grateful for what has been given to us, it puts us in a right relationship with God. It brings us closer to God when we're able to express thanksgiving to God. And that's what Jesus was trying to get at. Being grateful is, is not just for God's sake. It's for ours. And one of these guys, and only one of these guys, turned around and went back to Jesus and said, thank you for what you've done. And Jesus said, wow, your faith has made you well, not just physically now, but you are in a closer relationship with me because of your gratitude. You see, the only way we can be truly grateful, the only way that we can be truly thankful is for us to be aware of just what Jesus has done for us. Just what Jesus has given to us. And when you are aware of what God has done and when you're aware of what Jesus has given, it changes your life. I had an experience a couple of weeks ago at Aldi's here in Murfreesboro. 
Um, uh, we have a wine rack in our house, but we're not wine drinkers. It's kind of more decorative, and it's just kind of like um, if, if somebody comes over and wants a glass of wine, you know, we have some there. Well, we had some friends to come over and drink some wine, and I can't stand the one empty slot on the wine rack. But somebody told me about $3 Aldi wine. I'm like, that's my kind of wine. I don't drink it anyway. So I was going to Aldi's to buy me some $3 wine so I could fill that one slot in our wine rack. And when I got to Aldi's and I'm standing there with my one bottle of $3 wine, there was a lady behind me that had a whole basket full of stuff. And she had a kid that was screaming like, I'm ready to get out of Aldi's. I mean, it was like, it was like maddening. And, and, and so I just looked back to the lady and I said, lady, um, uh, ma'am, would you like to go ahead of me? And she said, well, no, you've only got one item. And I said, ma'am, I've got the time. And chances are you and I might be doing time if we don't get this kid out of Aldi's. So please, I insist. She resisted and I kept insisting. And so finally, she got in front of me in line with her whole basket full of groceries and me with my one bottle of $3 Aldi wine. And after she'd finished her transaction, she turned around and she handed me what I learned was an Aldi's gift card. And I resisted. I, I said, that's not necessary. She said, well, it wasn't necessary for you to let me in front of you either. And, and, and I said, no, I don't want that. She said, no, take it. Uh, I am grateful that you saw what I was going through in that moment. And even if it only saved me one minute in all these, it's one quicker minute that I can get this kid out of here. And so I'm sitting here now. I got a $3 bottle of Aldi's wine, and I got an Aldi's gift card that I could go buy a more expensive bottle of wine, right? But I didn't. <laughs> I stayed with my $3 bottle of wine, and I went home, and it's sitting right there in that rack. Uh, all I will say is that if you don't like $3 wine and you come visit me, you might want to bring your own. <laughs> But in that moment, both of us were grateful. Both of us realized what had been given to us. Both of us realized what had been done for us. And it changed us. And who would have thought that letting a lady with a whole thing of groceries go in front of me would have resulted in such kindness, in such gratitude. But it did. And I'll never forget that story any more than I'll forget the one that Dr. Mallet told about the seminary student from Germany. During the season of Thanksgiving, every single year, I, I, I try to do this all the time, but I'm especially intentional during this time of year. 
to just stop and to think about all that God has done for me. And I try to stop and I try to think about all that God has given to me. Because I believe what the Scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. And I believe that God has been walking with me throughout my entire life through the highest of the highs and through the lowest of the lows. God has always been faithful. God has always been beside me. God has always been uh, helping me to make it through this crazy thing called life. And I've come to realize what I think that leper realized in the gospel. That the more we're mindful of what God has done. And the more we're mindful of what God has given us. It completely changes us. It brings us into closer relationship with God. And not only will we go back and express gratitude to God, but we find ourselves wanting to pour out blessings upon other people as well. That's the invitation to you during this holy season. To, to be mindful of all that God has done. That all that God has given you and to let that change your heart into a grateful one so that we might say thank you.